Welcome to the Landscape Photography Vlogcast, hosted by myself, Tom Peters, aka the Photo Ninja, all that north, Paul Thompson Photography. It's truth, mate, it's Matt Bishop. We cover all things photography and chat to some of the best photography minds in the business. Put your feet up and kettle on, and let's jump straight into this week's vlogcast. Proudly sponsored by Case Filters. Capture with confidence. Gosh, right, what's up guys? Welcome to the podcast. How we all been? Yeah, all good, thanks, buddy. You? Not too bad, thanks, Matt. Yeah. You gonna shave, mate? I, I, big mistake, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it looks like <laughs> a potato. I know. Cause <laughs> <laughs> once every couple of years, I just want to see if I'm like if I've aged. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> the only way to do is it is to shave, and I went, yeah, yeah I've yeah. aged. Now, yeah, grow it back fast. <laughs> It's, it's, it's life so much easier when you can hide behind a beard, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. yeah it gives it you is. that false sense of security. It does, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. We've got a very exciting uh, speaker on tonight with us. We have by the name we of have Martin, Evans. Martin Evans. Welcome, Martin. Oh, thanks, guys, for having me. Yeah, I was uh, looking forward to this last few days when you, uh, when you contacted me. So, yeah. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, we're yeah, really great. happy. Really happy you could come along, mate. You're a, an amazing photographer with um, a beautiful portfolio. So we're really, really keen to hear about um, what uh, what what gets you into photography, and um, you know the whole story behind you and photography, and you know just just everything in general, really. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's gonna sure. it's gonna be Definitely. an exciting podcast. So we thank you for coming along, mate. Yeah, yeah no cheers, problem. cheers, mate. Yeah. Cheers for that, man. Yeah, it's going to be quite a long story. Well, it could be quite a long story. <laughs> <laughs> um, I started photography technically when I was five years old. Right. Which, um, um, because my father was always into photography. He's had um, cameras as far as long as I can remember, especially mm-hmm. cine cameras and things like that. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, my first experience with photography is actually taught me how to do a contact print, um, black and white contact print when I was five, because mm-hmm. he used to develop his own um, his own pictures, etc. Um, yeah. Wow! So, so that was my first introduction. I, I don't, I can't remember much after that until I really um, my next sort of uh, dipping my toe into photography was when I went to art college back in the seventies. Okay. Um, I started out at college. Uh, I did a, a graphics degree, graphic design right. degree in uh, Newport um, in South Wales, mm-hmm. um, which at the time Newport was quite a, like a, a bustling, thriving town, and the art college was had uh, high regards from uh, most of the the, the art world. Um, yeah. Anyway, you know, as part of the course, photography is one of the the modules. Um, and we used to have to learn how to do everything to do with photography, much like Adam said on his um, yeah. mm-hmm. vlog with you. Um, that included going to the darkroom, developing your own film, making your own prints, learning to use the um, the enlargers, etc. It, it was a fantastic time. I mean, the seventies in art college it was a different world. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, uh, sure. <clears throat> it, it's I've got two daughters who go to university. One went to art college only recently, and the facilities they got now is incredible. They, mm. It hasn't got the vibe it used to. If you can imagine 1971, it is just coming out of the end of the hippie era. 
So yeah. Imagine the sights and sounds of an art college around about then. <laughs> wow, well, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, well, it was sort of like it was all bell-bottom jeans, um, flares, and cheesecloth shirts. Everybody <laughs> had long hair. Everybody had a beard. Um, it was it was that that era. So uh, it was thoroughly enjoyable. You know, it was it was a totally different vibe than they get today. Anyway, going into the photography side of it, um, that's when I got my first proper camera um which is um i don't know if you know much about cameras but there are a couple of models out there. no not much mate <laughs> <laughs> i mean going back in the day um have you heard yeah. of like a practica of course yeah, yeah practica yeah, yeah definitely yeah 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 well that, that was um my first cameras practica um followed by i think a zenithy that's both eastern european brands yeah. i think mm. Yeah. Um, that's what everybody seemed to have because that's basically they're cheap as chips and you know, mm. anybody can pick one up. So, yeah, it was, it, was, um, it was basically my initial photography was founded on using those cameras, using film, obviously, 35 millimeter film, and um, uh, developing my own films and doing prints. Luckily, the, the, the college had fantastic facilities for photography. They had a film school there as well, so um, they, they were, you know, well up on on facilities, and even the uh, had a shop within the college itself, which you could buy all the gear, the the paper, oh, film, everything. It was um, it was a really nice setup. Anyway, once I um, once I sort of qualified from art college, um, I've always had a camera with me. I, I think I went on to from the Zeniths and the Practicas. I went on to um, Canon had a Canon A1, which is a mm-hmm. lovely camera, and then a Canon T90. And in those days, I used to probably shoot mostly on um, slides, you know, mm-hmm. Kodachrome, right. um, Fuji, Fuji and, Velvia, yeah, yeah, Velvia, things like yeah, that. Velvia, yeah. And yeah. I still got in, in the garage. I still got boxes and boxes of slides. Um, it was so expensive in those days, and mm. to print were more expensive. So. Yeah, it's, it, it, my photography sort of um, waned a bit then for a, a couple of years yeah. um, until um, just just after I got married, I decided to get back into photography and I fancied doing weddings. So um, wow. in them days, um, well, I suppose some people still use them now, but um, I went a medium format. Uh, yeah. I had a Zenzabronica. And I did um, a year doing weddings. Absolutely hated it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's my idea. I'd love to know if there's a wedding photographer actually actually enjoys their job. I don't think yeah, they. There oh. must be somewhere, but it wouldn't be me. No, no. no. Uh, pressure um, and dealing with people. Photography is fine. I had good results, but yeah. the, the, the dealing with people, they're, they're, you know, I don't know. It's. Um, it's just one of those things that I think you've got to be a certain type of person to really yeah. enjoy mm. And I'm not. I'm quite a shy, retiring person, so um, I couldn't herd people into groups and, no. you know, chaos yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so I soon dropped that. But um, I love the medium format camera. But what it did teach you in them days is that, um, you know, there's no histograms you could have a look at. Um, everything had to be measured as far as exposure with a light meter. Mm. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, it really taught you the, the basics of photography, you know, getting it right in camera because there, mm. there wasn't any sort of, um, I don't know, um, get me out of jail, Lightroom. <laughs> no, <laughs> get me out of jail. And every every mistake cost you money back then, yeah. didn't it? Mm. Yeah, exactly. definitely. So, um, yeah, it was it was a great um, a great grounding in photography. But saying that, it was very restricted because of the cost. Um, you know, you just sure. couldn't. You just couldn't experiment like you can now. You can experiment, learn by your mistakes very quickly, and, and mm. move on. But uh, those days, it was very restrictive. Anyway, I mean, I used to take my um, my, my Bronica. I even went on a hill walking holiday in Scotland. With the, the, you can imagine the weight of a Bronica with the lenses. They, they were huge. Yeah. And I even had, a, I think, a, a really heavy weight. Um, Manfrotto tripod that hole mm-hmm. in a couple of mountains. Yeah. Um, that was a, that was a nightmare. Anyway, but um, after that, um, my photography again waned a bit. I've been sort of in and out of love with photography for various periods in in, in my life for one reason and the other. But um, what got me back into it really was um, digital, the the yeah. advent of digital cameras, and I, th- I think. Yeah. I got my first digital camera, which was like a three megapixel Sony job around about the year 2000. Okay. One of the first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. And and that sort of um, really sort of like released your creativity. And and as soon as um, digital SLRs came on, I got one straight away. Mm. And I think mine was the first first camera was the uh, Canon 350D, EOS 350D. Um, mm-hmm. Which is what about two thousand and six? Was it? Yeah, two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah, maybe two thousand and four. I can't remember. I remember mm. I took it away on holiday to uh, Portugal. It was my first um, you uh, when the first time I used it, and I'm sure that was around two thousand four. Mm. Maybe wrong, mm. but uh, yeah, that was my first uh, digital camera, and not look back really because um, you know the freedom digital affords you is is brilliant um it is it is is. yeah we can uh, sorry go ahead i was just going to say we can talk about you know how much you know being a photographer in the film days helped us out so much as photographers but um you know that that that, those leaps and bounds that you that you that you go to in digital photography I mean, back in the back in film era. I mean, I, I I know from my personal experience. You know, I would go out and buy a roll of Fuji Velvia, and I would buy a roll of thirty six. You know, I'd spend yeah 10, 10 quid on on a roll of Fuji Velvia, and that yeah. that roll would last me a, at least a couple of months. Yeah, and yeah. so you're talking about thirty six shots that you're going to take over a six months period. So th- you know, for me, I, I was starting <laughs> out back then, and so. I couldn't learn that much in a six months period. I can try and respect it and understand it a lot more, mm. but mm. you know the actual learning process it took so much longer. You know, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was just it did. Yeah, yeah I mean, I it's um, it's so restrictive and, and uh, digital photography when that came in, it, it was just fantastic. Mm. But, mm. Um, but you know, I, I'm, I'm glad I had the experience. I wouldn't have changed mm. it really. Oh, for sure. Um, mm. 
Um, from I mean, once I got my Canon, I was into my Canon cameras uh, for a while. I think um, my last Canon, I was just Canon 7D Mark II. Still got it. Oh, it's right, a yeah. like full-back camera. But I did change to um, Sony yeah, about three years ago. Yeah. Um, God damn it, another Sony user. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> too many of us, mate. There's too many of us. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter. At the end of the day, I shoot Pentax. I'm always going to be a minority anyway, aren't I? So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of um, so which so Sony yeah. are you using now? That's uh, E7 still. Right, okay. Uh, it was my first Sony and I still got it, really. Yeah. Um, I'd like to upgrade, but um, it's uh, it's still you know, a solid camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got its issues. Are you both you you both shooting um, Sony, aren't you, Tom Paul? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've still got the A seven R two. So right, yeah. right. Yeah, but they're, they're great cameras, you know. They they, they well, do yeah. the job. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. there's some some niggles I have with Sony. Mind. Um, mm. It's not the best uh, user interface, is it? No, it's like playing with uh, the PlayStation, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, I, I, see, I guess the the thing is that once you once you have it set up to your own personal preference, you don't have to worry about that. So I don't really no. have a a major issue with that. It's it's no. it's when you're first starting to use it, it's a pain in the backside. Yeah, mm. coming from mm. Canon, it was a bit of a, a bit of a chore getting into that. Mm. Yeah. But um, what I find wrong, um, it's not again. It's it's an entry level Sony, so I shouldn't really complain. But it's terrible in a wet. I don't know if you find that. If, if anyone no, gets into that hot shoe, it, uh, it just starts throwing error messages everywhere. Oh, right. Oh, really? I haven't yeah. had it. I haven't had it. No. There's only, there's only Tom uses a little bloody fanny's umbrella with, when he goes shooting when we go out <laughs> in Scotland and that. He's got his, wooden, like, he's got his wooden cocktail umbrella, he's, yeah. He's stood yeah. there with his little... <laughs> <laughs> it was torrential, torrential rain, winds, a lot of that. Ah, to hell with it. It'll be all right. It never yeah. hit once. It was fine. I haven't had it that long, see, and I was, and if I was to break it, I'd have to sell my house. So I, <laughs> that, the umbrella was a cheaper option. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm getting there with it. I am slowly trusting it a bit more. It gets wet every time I go out. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never had any trouble with it, must admit, though. Uh, I was no, really well, with my Canon, mine, because I've dropped that in the um, River Glaslin in Snowdonia. It actually fell off the tripod and dropped into the into the river. I managed to fish it out after about three seconds, and after a week with a bag of a bag of uh, rice in the airing cupboard, it came back to life. All right, uh, cool. Really yeah. impressed with Canon, so um, I don't know whether yeah. the uh, fare so well in those. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <clears throat> let's talk about no. your. Let's talk about your work. I mean, yeah. for those of you who don't know you, and I would, I would. Um, I would advise people maybe just to hop a hop a. Do you have it? Do you have your own website? I believe you do. I think I looked yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah. Hop- it's um, it's uh, photographicscouk So mm. while people are listening, if you've got the if you've got the time, jump on and have a look at Martin's uh, his website and have a look through his images if you don't know him and just um, try and understand what type of photographer he is. I mean. Um, Beautiful work, mate. I really, really, yeah. really like your photography. Um, you can tell that you've got experience. You, your composition is is to die for. You've mm-hmm. got a you've got an experienced composition, and you can tell that you've that you've been, that you've used medium format because I think anyone anyone who uses medium format 
understands composition so well. I think mm. probably that helped you at some point. Did you, did yeah, you see that? Yeah, yeah, and and general film cameras because, like I said, you only you only get one shot shot at it. Mm. Yeah, mm. less forgiving experiment. Mm. Yeah, mm. so you tried to get it right first time, but you know it's um, my, my photography. The style of my photography, really, it um, is. Um, I. I like to say I'm not a technical photographer, although I get things right in camera. Um, the, the actual picture is the starting point of the image. Mm. I've always got a, an end point for the image in my mind. Okay. Um, and I tend to, a lot, like I said, I get things right in camera, the histograms right, I get sharp as possible, focus that, all that sort of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Once I get into Lightroom Photoshop, um, it, it becomes a different beast. And yeah. <laughs> I, I I like um, I like moody, evocative images that mm-hmm. um, that really stand out on the page. Um, I see a lot of photographers around, and they're all you know they're excellent photographers, and technically you can't fault them. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm often left cold by, mm-hmm. by some of the images, and it's it's not a it's not a criticism. It's just. The way my brain works is that of course. I like to see something that invokes a bit of an emotion within mm-hmm. myself. For sure, and mm-hmm. and you can tell by the people that I really like, and I know one of the the photographers um, you know is uh, Enrico Fassati. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've, I mean, heard he's, we've heard of him. We've heard of him. Yeah, we've heard of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's one of my heroes because his style is basically what I aim at. The problem yeah. is I, I don't go to exotic places. I'm basically <clears throat> filming. I'm shooting whales. Mm. Yeah. I, I would love to go to Iceland. Mm. Uh, Enrico, if you're hearing this, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I, um, I, I feel like uh, Enrico is a, is, a, is a close friend of mine. And, um, you know, yeah. I, I feel the same way that you do. I've, I've um, uh, The first time I saw his images, I fell in love with them. Instantly, um, I my images. I, I don't try and to to emulate his style of photography, but I appreciate it for what it is, and I think it's yeah. brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. The way that his compositions are formed, the way he does post production, the, yeah. the the areas that he goes to, um, and I, since photography over the probably the last two or three years, it's more and more and more saturated, isn't it? There's so many more photographers yeah. out there now and so many new gamers, you know, with different styles and things coming out all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's important for a guy like Enrico to, to know that there's still people, there is, there is actually a lot of people out there who oh, still yeah. look at him as, as one of those people who, who founded that tire, that style of photography, yeah. and you know, it's um, it's great that we can actually have someone to look at and say, you know, this guy started this this style of photography and and still doing it so good today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could mm. probably name um half a dozen other people. Another great photographer that I, I like is a guy called Daniel Lan. Yeah, oh, Daniel yeah, Lan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah he's yeah. a competitor of mine in Patagonia. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> He's a nice guy, though. He's a nice guy. I've spoken to him a yeah, few yeah, times. I'm just joking. He's, he knows I'm yeah. joking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's, again, it's a similar style of work, I suppose. It's it's moody, mm. evocative, 
mm. atmosphere, mm. bringing atmosphere. And that's what I like. You know, I, I appreciate the technical things. And there's some work from other photographers. I think, crikey, how the hell did you do that? You know, it's just so perfectly exposed. Mm-hmm. But some, it doesn't do anything for me at the same time. I don't know if that, mm-hmm. if, you, if you understand that. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So would you yeah. categorize yourself, okay, when you open up an image in in um, in post-production, in, I don't know if you use Lightroom yeah. or Photoshop or you use both, but both. okay, yeah, let's, just, let's just say you open your image up in camera raw and you yeah. and you look at an image that you took on field and you said, okay, this, this image for me, you knew the second that you took that shot that it, it was it was something great and you bring it up on your screen. Do you say yeah. to yourself, okay, is this image going to be an extraction or a manipulation? Do you um, understand what I mean by the when I mean extraction? I mean we have that raw data available. It's to us. Yeah. There's so much. I think some people don't understand. Like it's like this whole time, this whole quantum universe of, of information inside a raw file that that it takes skill to be able to get that information yeah. out that we need to be able to create a three-dimensional image with atmosphere. And then we've got the manipulation, don't we? And how how do you see yourself as a photographer? Are you more an extractor, a manipulator, a bit of both? A bit of both, I'd say. I mean, every every image is different. But um, Mm. basically when I take a shot, um, Mm. I'm not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for depth. I'm obviously looking for composition. Um, mm. I'm looking to try to introduce light in some way that will lead your eye because mm-hmm. uh, and, and that mystery or or atmosphere. Um, that, that's why if you, if you have a look at my work, I shoot a lot of waterfalls. Yeah, and, me too. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, living in Wales, you can't avoid it, can you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, they lend themselves to that sort of photography. Um, mm. I I love mountain photography as well, but um, unfortunately, when I was younger, um, I used to do a lot of mountain walking. Uh, spent many a, a holiday in Snowdonia, Scotland, etc. But a film camera and all that works on slide, which I can't mm. really access as well now. But um, now, because I'm sixty six now. Um, the opportunity of getting up a mountain is is a bit more daunting than it used to be when I was your guy's age, you know, where you could say, oh, I'll do snow now, and you wouldn't think twice about it. I've got to sort of like, mm. prepare myself like an expedition. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's what I miss, and that's what I, I get a bit jealous sometimes. I see all these young photographers now at the top of Snowden and other mountains, mm-hmm. and they're getting some fantastic shots. And I'm just wishing, oh, I wish I could be there. But from one thing to another, it, it's um, it's not as easy for, for me these days um, mm-hmm. for lots of reasons, not just physical. I mean, I'm fairly fit for my age, but um, it, it's still it's still not a, an easy task for me to go trekking yeah. in, in that mm-hmm. manner. Mm-hmm. Well, I tend to, you know, do a lot of photography at coast waterfalls where it's more easy access. Mm, um, yeah. You know, you can dip in and dip out quite easily. But, um, yeah, I'm, I've still got plans of doing uh, Scotland in the spring and I hope to do mm-hmm. some high spots there. Yeah. Um, 
and Snowdonia as well. Hope to do some some high uh, hikes there and get some some shots. But it's um, yeah, they're going to be few and far between compared to my mm. other type of photography. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so as I far mean, as as yeah. far as when you approach a scene, I'm just interested as to because looking at your compositions that. They're immaculate. I love them. Absolutely mm. love them. But mm, how, when you get to a scene, how do you approach it? Are you very much a turn up, put the camera bag down and, and just sit and observe the scene and see where lights fall and see what's happening first? Or are you camera straight out of the bag kind of guy? Um, I, I'm often, I use my phone a lot. So be, mm. before the phone goes, uh, the camera goes on a tripod often I'll walk around the scene looking for conversations and I use my phone to basically yeah. preview mm. that conversation it's mm. far easier than than lugging your camera around mm. yeah um, <clears throat> and I do most of my sort of like pre-composition scouting in that manner um then once I found something I think will work I'll try to emulate the position with the tripod and the camera most mm. of my work is on tripod because um, mm-hmm. a, a lot of it is long exposure, so um, yeah, and Sony's not great at handheld long exposures. Not as good as no. some of the more recent cameras, anyway. Wouldn't know. So, I've never taken uh, a handheld shot. <laughs> 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 Only with the phone. It's funny you say yeah. that about the phones. You know, you, someone else uses a similar technique is, is Joe Cornish, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he he gets the phone out and, and walks around and, and gets his composition with his phone first and then um, and then sets yeah, up afterwards. It, so mm-hmm. it seems to be idea, working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't emulate the, the focal length so good because it's that was a bit trial and error, but at least it, it gets you in a rough position. It gives you a good idea of... of where to put your camera, and then you can refine mm. it from there. Mm, I yeah. mean, one of the best, the best things I bought in recent months, kit-wise, was um, a geared head. Um, yeah. Because I've just got that, one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I've just been given one, I should say. I've just been given one. Oh, man, I love it. I wish I'd got one sooner. Oh, it's beautiful, yeah. I mean, it, it just yeah. makes you slow down and mm. you tweak your composition that much mm. more refined. I mean, ball heads are right, and they're faster, but... Um, they're often you're afraid once you get it set up of once you loosen it, you can lose that that fine yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's literally literally a increment by increment. It's great, and um, I've also got a, a leveling head which uh, mm. helps. I don't do many panoramas, but um, it's so good when you do a panorama. Have a leveling head, get that all set up before. You do the panorama. It was all, you know before that. It was always a bit uh, hit and miss. My panoramas. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Leveling head, heads are yeah awesome, aren't they? It just makes yeah. it so easy. You can be so, so less forgiving with your with your tripod feet, can't you? You level your actual tripod. It just yeah. takes that out of the equation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, brings too Who brings out a good three three way head these days? A geared head. I can remember back in the hey, day. Yeah. I used to have a. Benro, Benro, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a, lot, a lot of the people, um, a lot of people I go out shooting with got them as well. Um, yeah. I swear by them. Um, I've got Benro tripod, which another is another recent acquisition, which uh, oh. I really like. Um, it's solid, mm. it's well made. Um, before that, I had a three legged thing, and I had issues with that. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> what, was the, what was the what was the name of it? 
Have you, have you thrilled me, Kidney? It was the, oh, what was it called? Um, oh, God. <laughs> name some three legged thing. Uh, Brian, Winston, no. Travis. Travis. No. Mike. I should know it. But, uh, that's uh, Leo. Albert. Albert, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <clears throat> it's only a travel tripod. It's not. Yeah. Uh, but mm. the, the problems I had with it, it was fairly well made. Um, but um, I tried to clean it once. Because um, yeah. I, I do a fair bit of seascape photography, and you know what that's like sand and salt yeah. in the legs. They, they, they quickly bind up. So um, I tried uh, cleaning it once and um, I, I put it back together, followed the, the video on YouTube of how to do it, <laughs> did it right. It, it, they were never the same again. In fact, they had to send it back for them to sort it out. Um, All right. Yeah. yeah. And um, we said, great, their, their customer service is absolutely fantastic. No yeah, problem. they are good. In fact, in fact, they think they replaced one section altogether for me. You know, totally right. Wow. Hmm. But I didn't, I didn't fancy, you know, because I do a lot of these kids, I didn't fancy that problem every couple of weeks, you know, so um, yeah. that's mm-hmm. what made me, made me change. So I've got it as a second tripod now. Mm. Um, I think the thing, was, the thing is with, with, with tripods in general, when you when you get a travel tripod, I mean, you, you can't ever really even classify them as your main tripod. I mean, I've got a dozen tripods under my feet under here now. And yeah. at the end of the day, you, you've got one tripod that is your beast, isn't it? It's that, it's that mm. one tripod that you can swear behind and yeah. you're going to take everywhere with you. It's your one yeah. tripod. And then you've got this other gear, you know, which might be something you had 20 years ago or one that you want to take with you that weighs, you know, 800 grams that you can take hiking and stuff. But, I mean, this doesn't matter what brand you have with these light travel tripods. They're never going to do it, are they? You mm. mean tripod, no. you, need a, you need a bit of beef behind it. You need to have a nice thick, a nice thick cylinder. You know, good good joints, a, a nice yeah. big um, plate on the top, or you know, a spider, whatever they call them. I mean, you can't have those features in these little tiny tripods, can you? I mean, no. at the end of the day, they're going they're going to give in one way or another, aren't they? Oh, definitely. Mm. I mean, yeah. I mean, mm. I, I I bought it mainly for uh, because it was is a tripod. It was lighter for hiking. Mm. Yeah, I was trying mm. to bring the weight down that I was carrying, but um, um. It was all right until I had those problems, and uh, I've got a second standby now. So, mm. but the Ben Roll is is built. I've got a Mac Three Ben Roll, which yeah, is not big, yeah. but I'm not very tall, so um, I don't have a problem with the the lack of extension. So, yeah. Ben Roll is actually in the United States. I think it's for the for the for everyone who's listening in the United States is in enduro, isn't it? Yeah, sure. I think it's a, I think it's a similar. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the same. Yeah. Benro and Enduro are the same brand. If you're in the United States, it's right. called Enduro, right? Because there was this one tripod that they bought out back in the time. What about six, seven years ago now? They called the Stealth, Stealth Endu- yeah. Enduro Stealth, which was an absolute beast when it came out. And yeah. from then on, they haven't done much because I believe that Benro bought them out. Right. Right. Uh, quote me on that. Any listeners out there that know, please abuse me. <laughs> yeah, we we usually take pleasure in that. We'll give you you we'll give yeah. you free reign on Matt this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope I'm, I hope I'm <laughs> right, so I can just tell you to bugger off. 
going back to that Mark Three Benro, um, I recently I, I recently do, did a couple of uh, seascape shoots, and um, I had to clean it, and it mm-hmm. cleaned up, no problems at all. Put back no together, problem, no problems yeah. at all. Because I wasn't worried again. Am I going to have the same? Problems because they're, they're very similar in the way all tripods, I think, with the, the twist yeah. lock um, yeah. are constructed. They've got, there's like a plastic shim inside, yeah, and that's what that's the thing you've got to clean and get sand out of. Mm. And, um, and the grease, reason, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I said it's just better designed. That, that yeah. part, yeah. Mm. Mm. But, um, mm. Yeah. Have, have you got a three-legged thing, anybody? I swear by them, yeah. yeah. He drills over them all the time. Yeah. <coughs> I've got have you, you four clean your <laughs> <laughs> I, use an F, I use an FLM. I've just got an FLM oh, yeah. tripod, yeah. and I, that's that's my one, main one now. I love that. Yeah. Love I thought you were still using Velbon, mate. No, no, it's a long time since <laughs> okay. I've had a Velbon. I, I don't okay. think I've ever had a Velbon. That was yours. No, that was just me. I had a Velbon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had something else equally as bad. Did you ever have, did you ever have a Melbourne man? Um, yeah, back in the back in I don't know the eighties. Yeah, probably. no, that, really, um, that was like yeah, one of your. You can always tell actually um, the 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 enthusiast from the um, I don't know, just one of these um, by what tripod they got when you're out. I know that sounds a bit snobbish, but you, know, <laughs> you walk past them and they've got a Melbourne, and you think, yeah, yeah. Uh, you poor sod. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be your first of many. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely pays yeah. to, to spend a bit more money on your tripod, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But one of the best investments I've made last year was the, the geared head and the, and the, the tri- new tripod legs. Mm, um, mm. I feel far more um, you know, secure and confident when I go out there now. Yeah. But, um, mm, so yeah. So Going back to the um, the process and the things, um, yeah. Um, what I tend to do um, sounds ridiculous, but I tend to throw away a lot of detail. Right. Okay. Soften it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I do use the Orton effect. I do use vignettes. Um, but the trouble is, when you see somebody using it badly, it looks awful. You've got to use <laughs> it very very subjectively uh, yeah. use it strategically in some places not others um, so you're masking basically you yeah. you'll you make a global yeah. you make a global selection and then later on you'll go in and then and then mask it into the areas you want it to yeah, yeah. Mm. but um it's it's that's where a lot of people fall down is that they, they mm. just they just just put it on there and they think that's it well mm. you know it's not you, you've literally got a painstakingly Paint it in, mask it in, just to the areas you want to get the depth you want. Mm, or else yeah, yeah. you can see it really a mile away. Somebody who don't doesn't know how to use the Orton effect on their images. It can. Mm. I remember some of the some, some of the the early photographers out there were using Orton. Today's episode of the Landscape Photography Vlogcast is proudly sponsored by Case Filters Global, bringing a high quality filter shooting experience to many global landscape photographers and enthusiasts. Paul, Tom and Matt all use these filters on field and highly endorse the product. So if you're looking for a filter system to add to your camera bag that is durable, easy to use and highly functional and most importantly optically neutral, then look no further than Case Filters. Case. Capture with confidence.
And back then, when I remember seeing it for the first time, I was going, what the hell is this? I thought, this is amazing. <laughs> and now you see the, this one particular photographer, which I will never name, um, mm. still using the same Orton effect. And I look at it now with, you know, eyes of, you know, I don't know six Wise or seven eyes. years. Wise yeah. eyes. And I went, what the hell? How how high is the percentage of Orton he's using on that? I mean, I, I don't know about you, Martin, but I would never sort of go past ten percent. There's probably my limit on on, yeah. on Orton it's, effect. It's, it's got um, to be quite subtle. Yeah, yeah. There's some people um, that yeah they do abuse it, don't they? That's um. Well, they they play it to the whole image, and that's what you'd never do. Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm. You know, mm. if, if, what what you want is is um, and and sometimes if I don't I don't always use Orton. Sometimes I use um, it's like neg- negative clarity, negative um, um, texture. Is it? Yeah, and what's the other one? Uh, the one below those two. The um, oh, uh, oh, hang on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, negative dehaze. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we love our haze for the skies, don't we? Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's you know I use a combination. It depends on what area I want. Mm. Sometimes it opens too much. Sometimes it's just a bit of mm. negative dehaze will do it. Um, mm. And another thing I do um, is um, I'll often I'll get a base image correct, and and then I will um, I will create some darker layers, darker exposures based on that base layer, mm, yeah. layer it up and mm. and. And mask in, <coughs> mask it in. Well, mm. yeah. Instead of so, using, a, so a when you're actually doing that, mine. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. When you're actually doing that, is 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 those are those effects one of the last things you do in the process, or, or do you actually yes. add them in earlier? Right. No, okay. they're, they're the sort of like finishing touches. I call them. You, mm. you, get, yeah. you get everything you want in, in that um, thing. You've got to have a really good starting point. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you th- then it doesn't happen on every image, and if you've got some some um, high key type images, which I don't shoot very often, I, I yeah. don't do it obviously. Um, but if you want some real depth, I'm, I often will make a uh, an ex- uh, take down the exposure of my base correct image, mm-hmm. um, and then I will. Um, overlay that on the correct image and then mask out so that I'm masking in the lighter parts. It's, it's, mm, I yeah. call it light, light painting. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I call it light painting. Um, not all images need it, but some images I do use that, that to technique on. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know anybody else who does that that I know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the same way, I don't know whether I'm unique or, or what, but um, most of my contemporaries that I go out shooting with, they they do most of their work in Lightroom alone, whereas I'll mm. always take it to Photoshop for the finishing touches. Mm. Yeah. And the same with sharpening. Yeah. I'll, I'll only um, selectively sharpen. Yeah, I do that. I, mm. I, te- I tend to sharpen the, the near objects. The not background yeah. objects, yeah. Um, so you're yeah. still finding with with modern day lenses and, and and cameras the way they are now that you're still finding you need to sharpen in post production. Um, no, I know know what you mean, but but sometimes I think you you need to give it more than 
the natural sharpness of the that the mm-hmm. lens has got. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Basically, what you're doing, you're you're exaggerating the sharpness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I, 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 it's the way I look at I would I look at an image as a, as a almost like a work of art, not necessarily a real life representation of what I saw when I was there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I take that as an impression, mm-hmm. and I, I create an image that um, has got something a bit extra to the scene I saw. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. To be honest, you know, um, I see a lot of photographers, and I go back to this, is that you can put your these modern-day cameras on auto, shooting JPEG, and it'll give you a damn near perfect exposure unless you've yeah. got some really, you know, extreme conditions. But a well-lit scene, you know, if you're not shooting into the sun, et cetera. And, um, yeah, I, that, that's not for me. You know, I, I need my work to be something a little bit different. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, a, a lot yeah, of yeah, a lot of modern photographers, I find, um, and I like the, the the work that they do. Um, they're very much into their color grading, and yeah. they're creating a similar sort of vibe through um, color grading. So they're taking it away from the reality of what they saw, and then they're yeah. giving you um, a split tone version of that mm. reality. Mm. That's really yeah. to their personal taste, and they they often develop a style. You know, there's a lot of it's a lot, especially on on Instagram. There's a lot of trendy photographers who use that, and I, I can mention dozens. But one of the biggest ones, a guy called With Luke. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I know you mean. Yeah, he's got yeah. millions of followers. Yeah, terrific now. photographer, but you know, he's very very stylized, and he, he's doing a modern version of say the mm. way I approach it. Whereas I, I try to make my images look painterly. Mm-hmm. And they're taking it on a slightly different direction, but they're both take we're both taking it away from reality. Yeah, uh, yeah. if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some people yeah. hate that. You know, I can understand that some people think you know the purists are, oh, you know, he's he's done with the t- colours on that. You know, mm. he's done with the, the the softness of that. It's um, I don't care. Yeah, I do it for yeah. me. Yeah. I get it all the time about my water shots. I get it all the time. I get comments. <laughs> Why have you done that to the water? You never normally see water like that. I'm thinking, really? Are we going well, to get into this big, argument again? That's a big bone of contention. Water is it's always a question. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> the, way, the way I look at water is that when you're looking at a video of water, yeah. it's not frozen in time. It's moving. There's, nope. motion, there's natural motion blur. Yeah, so exactly. The, um, that's where I approach it. That the water shouldn't be. If you take something at you know a two thousandth of a second and freeze a waterfall, it looks the most unnatural thing in the world. And that's yeah, right. it does. It looks and crunchy and horrible. It looks yeah. yeah. Motion blur is a natural phenomenon because mm-hmm. it's the way life is. And that's uh, right. Yeah, we exaggerate it in a photograph. Some people go over the top. Um, I tend not to shoot anything longer than. Uh, one second, and most of my waterfall shots are around about a third to a, a third quarter of a second. second. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. Usually, if I go longer, it's usually because it's a weak flow, and you try and try to want to beef up, of course, the, uh, the water there. Because if you took it at that, it'd look right quite. Uh, you want to get those whites out a bit more in it, don't you? So if you yeah, the longer exposure, you hope there's going to be that extra ripple that's going to give you that white in the image that you need. Yeah. 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 Look, I mean, we've been we've been talking quite a lot about this lately. I mean, I um, recently put a post up onto um, Facebook, and normally when I post onto Facebook, for some reason, it just goes mental. I must just talk about stuff that 
people are interested in or people hate me or they like me. Um, <laughs> that's another issue. <clears throat> and I, I, I put up an image, um, Martin, of, a, of an area, a, a local local forest, so it's probably about two hours away from Rome here, in a place called Abruzzo, which is a beautiful area, a very medieval type of feel. You would love it. Um, yeah. And you've got these these trees that look like there's something out of Lord of the Rings. You know, they're these yeah. these um, these beech trees that are you know well over five six hundred years old. You know, they got a beautiful shape to them. And the day I was there, the light wasn't any good. But you know, I took the shots anyway because I was excited about being in a location. And I sort of never did anything with those images because the light wasn't good. And I thought, okay, look, I'm going to go back, and I'm it's. It's close to home, so I'm sure I'm going to go back many times in the future, and I'm glad I went there for scouting. Yeah. And I just thought, look, I'm going to do an experiment. I'm going to get an image that I took from there, which was well-composed, beautiful tree, um, you know, very, very nice, um, let's say, blank canvas. Yeah. And I purposely over-exaggerated in post-production, so I went very, very – very beyond what I would normally do in post-production and yeah. tried to make it look as appealing as possible. Yeah. And I, and I, and I posted those two images. So the raw image, so let's just say the save JPEG version mm. and the, the, um, the image that I, that I worked on in post-production to show people the differences between the two and wanted to know what people's thoughts were. So I wasn't yeah. actually saying what's right, what's wrong. Um, yeah. I have my own opinion about it, but I try not to let that opinion out too much. But to actually, really? <laughs> you really? <laughs> no, yeah. Okay, I'm 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 a big believer in many. Not I'm a big believer in extraction. I think extraction is extremely important. It's it's an extremely powerful tool we have with RAW, and that's why we shoot in RAW. Otherwise, yeah. we're just shooting JPEG. We shoot in RAW mm. for a reason, and we have so much. We've got these heavy files there with so much information. It's our job to get that information out correctly, and it's a skill. It's not something you can learn overnight. It takes many, many years of practice, I believe. And then we have the manipulation. I can understand. For me personally, what I feel is manipulation um, is okay as long as you're not going to lie to your audience. When I say that, when I mean lie to an audience, I'm talking about photographers that will use those images to sell a workshop, for example. Mm. And people are going to go on that workshop and expect to get that image on their workshop. For me, that's not fair to the audience. Um, but at the same time, if Martin Evans is going to go and take an image of a tree in the local bush and treat it as art and and that's what you believe in and that's what you're going to do, why should there be anything wrong with it? You own that image. It's yours. Do what you want with it. Why should you have someone telling you what you can and what you can't do? Yeah. Um, um, so <laughs> there's no right, there's no wrong. But it was interesting to put a post up like that and to see the differences in opinions between the two, mm. um, so what, what people the, thought. Um, what was the, you know, the, the end result of that? Oh, well, look, I think there was an end result. There was because there's so many mixed opinions with it now. I think a lot of people yeah. feel that, that digital art has gone in this direction and a lot of people actually have got a feeling that 
there's a lot more people that are trying to respect the sort of the natural result a little bit more now. There's been a bit of a shift recently. I could be wrong. Um, That's just based on the people that follow me on Facebook, the feedback Mm -hmm. I was getting that there is that shift back to not old style because at the end of the day, I mean, getting it in camera isn't that's it's we're digital photography now. That's it's not the same, you know. And why would you do it? You know, you have a raw image there, so why would you try and get it in camera? I mean, in camera, what does that mean anyway? Now, you know, because, well, it doesn't mean anything, does it? Well, because it at the end of the day, well, it doesn't mean a, a JPEG's processed. It's just processed by the camera, not well, that's you. Right. Well, you've got to understand that. I mean, and, and Martin, you'll back me up on this. So if you go out and took yeah. a photo twenty years ago with Fuji Velvia, and you took another one with Kodak. Those two different films will respond in different way. That is processing. So, yeah. what does in camera actually mean? That, that's right. Um, I mean, from the year dot, it's always been the same with black and white and Ansel Adams. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, dotting yeah. and burning, it's it's all photo manipulation. Mm. What what his iconic prints were probably nothing like what they look like, obviously because they were black and white, but. Um, mm. You know, he's, he's created that image from his use of his techniques and it's mm. the same these days. Yeah, definitely, yeah. It's just more in your face now. It's more, there's more information about it. People, people know more, don't they? Um, yeah. Which obviously creates more opinions. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I am, I am on, on Matt's side. Um I do believe that. Oh, my, I've got to have a side, really. I mean, well, <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I, I do feel, I do feel the same way as you. Um, yeah, for, I mean, for me, I, I mean, I, I, I look, look at Martin's work, and I just think, you know, that's brilliant. That he's an artist. Yeah. You know, I look at Enrico, yeah, I feel the same way. Um, but then you might look at someone who has put in. You know, who's got fifty thousand followers on Instagram and sells workshops worldwide? Who drops in skies into their images? And I think, well, eh, I don't feel good about that. I'm not going to go and tell the world that I don't feel yeah. good about it. But um, mm. that's that's how I feel. But I'm not going to go out and blur out everybody. Hey, you shouldn't be doing it. You know, you can do what you want. At the end of the day, who's going to stop you? Yeah. It's your image. Yeah, you own true. it. You know, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, that's that's the beauty of photography is that. If everybody shot the same, how boring would that be? Every image would look the same. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Everybody's yeah. styles, everybody's yeah. techniques make it a, a you know wonderful art form that um, keeps everybody interested. Mm. And um, and to be honest, I mean, what really um, like improved my photography in a lot of ways in recent years was social media because I was exposed to so many different styles, so many mm. different approaches, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Uh, you know, social media's got a, a really, you know, bad rap, getting a bad rap at the moment for lots of reasons, especially mm-hmm. Instagram. And I know, and I got, I'm a big critic of Inst- Instagram, but not for the photography, just for the way yeah. it's run. The photography mm-hmm. side and the community in Instagram is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. I've met many, mm-hmm. many um, good friends that throughout the last few years and coming years, I'll always meet up with different parts of the country, do shoots with. I would never have done that without with, without um, social media. Of course. Um, yeah. It, it is, and it's a great leveler as well, I mean, because, you know, you go out on a shoot and um, you go out with four guys. One might be a doctor. One might be a, a plasterer. One might be a, 
an engineer. One might be an artist. Or um, mm. it's, it's a great level playing ground. Everybody is brought down to the same level. They're out for the same image, and neither one of them have got an, um, a basically an advantage over the other. Mm, Whereas in the fields, you know, the plaster would never go near a patient. As, you mm. know, it's a stupid uh, comparison. Yeah. But um, in photography, everybody's on the same level. And everybody can yeah, do it in some way or another. Of course. Yeah, definitely. Of course. It's good all. to hear the positive side of social media for a change, eh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I've had a rant on, on Instagram recently, but that's about the way they, they muck around the algorithms. Uh, you must yeah. get that in, in YouTube and stuff. But, um, oh, yeah. constantly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't get started on that. Are you finding, Martin, that your images aren't getting seen the way they were probably a year ago? Oh, I, I know they're not. I, I, I can, yeah. You can go back. If you've got if you've got a pro account or a mm-hmm. business account, whatever they call it, you can have yeah. a look at your stats from current images to last year and yeah. you compare them. Like literally since beginning of January – my reach is halved on Instagram, yeah. literally halved, and the stats back that up. And it's nothing to yeah. do with what you're posting, when you're posting. Because I've, no. I, I do the same on every post with my hashtags. Yeah. Um, I'm quite confident that the hashtags I use are not a problem. Um, the times of day I post them are not a problem. Mm. Um, it's um, and and it's not just me. It's a, it's a lot no, of no. people. Mm. But mm. strangely yeah. enough, said that the last post that I did things are starting uh, started coming back up a bit um, yeah. especially especially the reach to non-followers um, mm. so whether they're tweaking their algorithm they may have had a whole lot of um, you know pain in the neck complaints to make them double think what they've been doing I don't know mm, yeah. at the end of the day they're out to make money and they're trying to monetize everything well, this is, they're all going the same way. Yeah. They're all going the same way. Even, I mean, Twitter yeah. started doing that now as well. They're, they're all doing it. Mm. Yeah, they're all doing it. Yeah. I've tried all the platforms recently. Um, I'm on Twitter, but I don't post there after the first few weeks. Didn't like Twitter. Mm. It was so confusing. I don't know how people can even design a UI like that. It's it's so confusing. And it was so full of um, the NFT world. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm... I'm I'm not for the NFT side of things. I know it can make some people money, but I've done a bit of research into it, rightly or wrongly. I think it's not very good as far as um, the you know uh, the planet. It, it takes a lot of energy to create the whatever they call it. Um, mm. Yeah, I haven't quite understood. Use- I've heard I've heard this argument before about NFTs, like they need. A big server or something? Or I don't, I don't yeah, quite understand. Yeah, hundreds of machines all chomping away at numbers to create. They call it mining the, the Bitcoin. Only I, I don't know. I'm, they do. I'm not, yeah, that's yeah. all changed. That's all changed though, because there, there's lots of different cryptocurrencies now, and some are more environmentally fr- friendly than others. Some of them okay. use barely anything. It's just it's the way that they actually get to the final calculation that actually yeah. causes the issues. And some other platforms now have kind of limited that to you know yeah. a lot yeah. less. 
Mm. It's just, mm. you know, it's it's one of these things that I don't think is going to go away, unfortunately. Um, mm. It's just the no. way things are headed as far as yeah. certain artists are doing, and a lot of people are doing all right mm. with it. Yeah. I, yeah. I just wonder if they've all jumped on the bandwagon and they find out that, the, you know, the, the early adopters have made their money mm. and um, everybody else that's going on are going to probably um, be very disappointed. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's the thing. It's just it's it's just a matter of time to see whether it's just a trend. It's just something that's yeah. just going to pass by. Yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's much nicer to have a print on your wall, isn't it? Really, but you know. Well, it is, but unfortunately, yeah. these days print sales are. Uh, <laughs> if yeah. you're relying on print sales, you might as well forget okay. it. Well, well yeah. everybody's a photographer now, and they they all you know. Mm. It's, people's opinion of what's a good photograph it varies wildly and people mm. take pictures of their phone and they're quite happy and getting that printed mm. in their local boots or whatever and mm. sticking that mm. on the wall. They, mm. they won't appreciate the work that's gone into the stuff that people like us produce, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Well, the thing is as well is is that some people can, I mean, I've seen it happen quite quite recently where I am. I mean, somebody gets a camera, they've got a camera for a week and then they set themselves up as a photographer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what? Really? Yeah. And it, it's, yeah, it's, it's it kind of gets a bit soul-destroying. It can do, because you kind of think, well, you've put no effort into it. Mm. You've, you've just thinking that it's this easy to make, you know, to make yeah. a go of it. And it's, well, yeah. It's, yeah. it's just because, like, it's like Martin was saying before, photography is so accessible now, isn't it? So if yeah. someone picks up a camera for the first time, they don't know anything about art, they don't know anything about photography, they don't know anything yeah. about focal distance, they don't know anything about f-stops and the effects of different f-stops can have to your image. That It's just so accessible now. So every yeah. obviously everyone thinks they can do it because it's just bang, pick it up and just go just go crazy. Um, yeah. That's not going to change. It's no, not. It's not, no. not going to change. They the only thing. Them, yeah, but you know what? I think, I think the only thing that's going to change is the people that are still doing it in 20 or 30 years' time that yeah. have mastered the craft, you know, and that, yeah. I, I feel, I feel good about that, you know. Yeah, like, I do, yeah. I don't, it's not a, it's, it's not for Martin. Martin's been taking photos since the 70s. Yeah. It's longevity. I mean, that's what it's about I for mean, me. It's long, and, it, yeah. and, you know, 40 years later, he's, Still talking, but more than forty years. Yeah. What? Yeah, more than forty years later. Look at the images that he's pulling out, and he's still got the passion now. And does isn't that an amazing satisfaction to have something that you know that's a life journey? I'd, yeah, for sure. Let let the other people do what they do. That's fine. But that's that's just yeah. that's just that's something that's just going to pass by. You know, it's like okay, I'm going to the gym, and you get someone to go to the gym, and they they pump weights for four or five years, they get big. And next thing you know, they've got a kid and I don't go to the gym again. And it's, it's finished, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. The passing yeah. faces in our life. Photography should be a lifelong journey. So who really feels it? Mm. It's, it's I, funny, do, I uh, totally agree, yeah. Mm. With with the YouTube thing, which you guys, you don't do vlogs, do you, Matt? Oh, I, I do a really oh. bad job at it, mate. So I try not to yeah. do it. Yeah. I do have a YouTube channel, but it's horrible, and I don't put much effort into it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, yeah, I, 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 he always sells himself short. 
It's because Paul and Tom are so good at it. I just think I can't compete. There's no point. <laughs> Is that what you call it? <laughs> I really admire um, vloggers because the ones who do it good, um, the amount of effort you put into it, because, you know, it's it's just mind-boggling. I've been out on quite a few shoots um, with um, Gareth Danks. I don't know if you know Gareth. Oh, yeah, yeah Gareth. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Uh, been out quite quite a few shoots with Gareth over the last couple of years, and um, the amount of gear he carries and the weight of mm. it, you know, between drones, yeah. double cameras, two tripods, batteries, and everything. I, I'm, I'm picking up his rucksack, and no, it's easily twice the weight that I was. And um, I just feel sorry for his back. He's going to have a hell of a problem with his back in future. <laughs> yeah, we all have that, mate. We all, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So Good yeah, fun, I, I really admire vloggers, but like you said, there's so many out there who think they can do it, who think they've got the skills and and set yeah. themselves up, and mm-hmm. they do a really bad job. I, I mean, you know, I spend a lot of time watching YouTube videos on photography in one way because I've I've tried my hand at all genres. Um, if you mm-hmm. have a look at my website, you'll see you can see some portraiture work in there. Um, yeah. Um, I've got a lighting kit. I, at home, I'd love to use it more, but um, just room because you know, with the lighting kit, if you've got two soft boxes, um, yeah. even if it's just for still life, you need quite a lot of space. Mm-hmm. And more yeah. people haven't got it here, so um, it's, it's sitting in the bag then. And you know, I'd love to have a space to be able to to use that more because um, I like dabbling in all, all genres of uh, photography, even macro. Um, yeah. Mm. I don't know if you guys have ever got into macro, but it's um, another one. Yeah, a little bit, but nothing major, no. no. Yeah. So I'm watching all these YouTube videos on macro and portraiture on landscape and, uh, you know, it keeps me entertained anyway. But um, it certainly does. Yeah. Yeah. I've the thing is with it. Yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say, the thing is with the, with the people that do, whether it is Instagram, like Matt was saying, uh, like Paul was saying, the newbies come on, they... They don't last, though, do they? That's the thing is, I I tend to I tend to ignore it a little bit and just keep doing my thing because I just think give it a couple of years time when they think they're going to be the next Casey Neistat on YouTube or the next um, Instagram sensation and and they've got like five subscribers and their images are still crap uh, <laughs> and then they give up. Um, yeah, but so it does hurt. I think I do believe the influx of them people. It hurts. I, mean, I don't gen- have anything against them personally. I get it. I get it. I, yeah, I, you know, I totally yeah. understand it. It's just that you know when when you get to a point where you're putting all the effort in, and then somebody comes along and after literally after a week sets themselves up as a photographer, and you think, well, yeah. you can't possibly know enough by yeah. now. I mean, you've you've learned to press the shutter button, basically. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Now now you're a photographer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But as I say, I haven't got anything against them. It's it's just that that's the way they view it. They think that's the that's how easy it is. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's it's nothing that that that, 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 God, how can I say this and try? I can't. I'm I'm lost for words, guys. Can you believe it? I can't actually say the sentence. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure they're not doing it 
on purpose. It's that no, you, it's that you no. perceive it differently. Okay, you've worked on yeah, it for yeah. so many years, and you see someone come out and think, okay, well, you know, bye bye, Paul. I'm walking. I walk straight past you now. Um, yeah, it's frustrating on your behalf, isn't it? At the end of the day, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's with everything at the end of the day. It's yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter it doesn't matter what it is in life. Is it's going to be that thing? We're lucky that mm. yeah, that's the thing. You should uh, it should feel good inside to know that you that you love photography that much that you know you're yeah. going to have it forever. And and just think about that for you. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, what I find amazing is is it's it's nice to have you on mine who's been taking images for a long time a lot longer than I have for say and you've like like we talked about your story you've evolved and you haven't you haven't sort of think this is who I am mm. and stuck at it you've actually evolved you've embraced social media you've embraced digital you've mm. embraced the yeah. new that you know photoshop lightroom and you yeah. have and you've like you said you have evolved and we meet we we talk we talk two people when you see other um, guys like yourself uh, who have sort of stuck two fingers up to that um, and look down on people, you know, yeah. like, like myself and Paul, um, you know, I'm, myself especially, I've been taking, I've been shooting for maybe 10, 10, 12 years. And then when I do YouTube and I do this and I do that and they look at me and think, you're not a photographer. So it's nice to, it's nice to speak to someone that has been on that journey and has really embraced it. Um, mm. And and the way, and a, a slight sidetrack, but what drew me to your photography was one of the compositions that we've already mentioned, but the way you use your, the way you use light, the natural light, mm. you know, to create that sort of journey or highlight a subject. It was, you know, the light you, you capture in the woods, which is very hard to do, isn't it? Yeah, woodland photography. I've really only got into woodland photography in the last year, and I find it the hardest of all. Um, <laughs> You're telling me you've only done woodland photography? <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm giving up now. Apart from the obvious, um, when you're shooting waterfalls, usually in a piece of woodland, but that's not the focus of the image. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Photography. Um, I took my first really what I'd call serious stab at wooden photography was a year last December. Right. Yeah, we just happened to have a couple of foggy days and I went up the local woods and I knew nothing about, I mean, I follow a lot of, since then I've followed a lot of woodland photographers, some really mm. good wooden photographers and compared to them, I'm still a novice, but I can see an end goal of what where I want to be. Um, mm-hmm. It does help you've got the locations around you. Um, yeah. Where I where I live in Wales, it's mainly conifer plantations. Apart from yeah. uh, one or two ancient woodlands that you got to travel for. Um, yeah. They, they're quite straightforward. Not. I, I'd like to go to some of the. Um, I think I spoke to you, Tom, about this down in Wiltshire. There's some really beautiful yeah. woodlands down. Oh yeah, it's impressive. You know, it's, it's that type type of thing. Um, I'd like to get more into in the coming year. Go to locations, kind of chase mm. places like that, mm. Wismuth Wood, etc. Yeah, Wismuth Woods. Yeah, really character trees. Yeah, um, yes. Yeah, so far, I've just sort of like played with it. 
But um, mm. yeah, well, you're doing a damn good job, mate, for just yeah, playing yeah. it. I'll tell you. I'm looking. I'm looking now. Just just looking through your your portfolio here, and I've come up to Super Trooper. Yeah, I was at Savernac last autumn, just before autumn kicked in. Mm. Mm. So Beautiful. Yeah, um, Beautiful yeah, image. I had two hours of fog in Savernac, and that was all I had. <laughs> it makes a difference having fog, as you probably um, realise. Yeah, you, fog, oh, fog, yeah, fog with light. Yeah, fog with light yeah, that yeah. comes through, and you get those beams. It just makes yeah. just, it just changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah. Are you looking um, at my Instagram feed there, Matt? Are you? Yes, I am, mate. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. got that up as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah my website, yeah. actually, I haven't, I haven't updated my website for about a year, so none of my recent stuff is on, on uh, the website. So yeah, I'll have to get yeah. to doing that. Yeah, um, do it, mate. Do it. Give give yeah. you give your website more. It should be it well, should be worth more. It's um, as you know, Instagram. Where, by the time uh, Instagram gets hold of it, they they compress the crap out of uh, your images anyway. You don't yeah, see it. Do, um, I've recently, well, I've been on there for quite a few years, but um, 500 pixels. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um, good thing about that platform is that you can upload high res. So, mm, yeah. You can. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it works on all platforms on the computer, on your iPad, on your, on your phone. Yeah. But um, most of my recent stuff is on there as well. Okay. So, right. Right. Uh, and that's. And funnily enough, because of the problems with Instagram and the algorithm, everybody seemed to be looking for an alternative. Yeah. And where can I go to? Because I'm, I'm fed up with Instagram. You know, this is the, the same old uh, argument. Mm. Mm. Um, a lot of them made the jump. They didn't jump. They opened accounts with 500 pixels to test yeah. it out, just the same as they did back last year with Twitter. A lot of mm. people from mm. Instagram join Twitter to see what it was like. Mm. Uh, some have stayed and likes it, so others like myself didn't like it. But the same has happened with 500 pixels. Um, some great photographers on, um, Enrico's on there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Where I met, that's where I met Enrico, actually, about five years yeah. ago. It was, it was mm-hmm. probably a bit longer now. But yeah. Back in the day when 500px started out, that was, that was where everybody was. That, yeah. was. that was the place to be. I mean, if you were on there, if there was – if there was, you know, if Ryan Dyer was going to post an image, he'd be posting it on yeah. there, and you would see it on there, for example. Um, yeah. yeah. And then it just got it just got infiltrated by people taking photos of their toes and a dry leaf <laughs> on the ground, and <laughs> and they would just get like a ninety nine point nine percent pulse on it, and all the good images yeah. would be just left that no one would see, and yeah. it got. But it's good to know that you're saying that. Definitely worth checking out to see whether yeah. it's. People are moving back to it again. I stopped posting quite a while ago. I should go and check it out. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did. Yeah. We're desperate, aren't we? We're desperate for a new platform. I think yeah. especially landscape photographers at the moment, yeah. we, uh, we need something. Be, yeah. If they could just create an Instagram platform that wasn't hell-bent on just making profit for the owners mm. and, and gave proper photographers – a decent stab at producing, uh, getting their images shown at the best possible way. Because I don't know if you've realised when you post an image to Instagram, you have a look at that images a few weeks later, how how badly it's deteriorated. Mm. They seem to have yeah. like incremental compression logarithm, which obviously saves space on their servers and things. Is that yeah. when you post it, it looks okay, 
um, six weeks down the road, you look, you look at it again, most of mine look worse. Oh, right. Mm. Okay. And that's something that doesn't happen with 500 pH. That's interesting. Wow. Good. Mm. You might be onto something there, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I well, never that's, that's my that. experience of it. I'm thinking yeah, it could be. Yeah. No, I usually get that after about five minutes after I post. I just go, no, nah, it looks shit. But that's because the image is just <laughs> not good to begin with anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I, we are desperate for a new platform, aren't we? I mean, there's, there is yeah, so sure. many out there, but none of them just yeah. – they don't seem to get it right, do they? I mean, what – we all know what we want. We want to be able to have a community of, of photographers, of genuine people yeah. out there that want to learn, who want to interact, and people yeah. get the exposure that that image deserves. And mm. unfortunately, there's nothing there. And no. you just – it's not. There's no money in it for anybody. That's the problem, and that's what that's what everything's driven by. It's all money, yeah, yeah. All money yeah. and stats, and yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a sh- it's a shame. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, even a year ago, Instagram was okay. I I, I found yeah. it, that it's a, mar- a marked difference to when I was sub 10k on Instagram. Um, it seemed to be working like a dream. It was the perfect platform in my eyes, and then mm-hmm. as soon as I turned 10k. I don't know whether it is because you turn 10K, they look at you differently and you become a different type of, perhaps they think you're an influencer and then think, well, mm. we'll start screwing him and try to get him to pay for promotions rather than letting yeah. him have organic reach. Okay, um, yeah. It, um, it, it made a nosedive from there and um, this year um, has been you know, pretty awful. I think, they're, yeah. just, I think they're, they're just waiting for you to do, what, what are they called? Hang on a tick. Reels. A reel? Yeah, you just need to yeah. dance around in your underwear, in, yeah. the, in, the, in the river somewhere, doing a reel. That usually that usually works. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd lose all my followers if I did one of those straight away. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's been an absolute pleasure yeah, having you on. Absolutely fantastic. Thanks for coming on, mate. We really appreciate it. We could yeah, talk no with problem, you for mate. hours. Yeah, I don't usually do these sort of things, so it's a, it's a new new for me. It's another experience in photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah we but appreciate uh, you coming yeah, on, good. mine. Yeah, just yeah. mate, everyone who's listening to this podcast, just please go and check out Martin's Instagram account. Go to his website and and check out his work because he's yeah, just uh, he's got years and years of experience, and you can just see in his work, he's just he's refined the craft to a T. And um, yeah. Great photographer, a great bloke, and and thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, I will cheers, put all man. those links in. Oh, I you love this bit, Matt. You love this bit, Matt. I'm going to put all the links in the uh, description in the podcast. <laughs> no, you are. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I am. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 I, no. I go to all the effort. Yeah. Let's face it. I'm just going to go. To, <laughs> I'm just going to go to the kitchen, drink another glass of wine, and you're going to do all the hard work for me. Yeah. yeah well, cheers for coming on, Martin. We'll see That's you again soon. Thanks, mate. Yeah, cheers. Thank Take you, mate. Care. Cheers, mate. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs>